Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and the downs, probably in this week's case, of the wonderful world of video games. We're here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. If you want to support us on our independent grassroots endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash dimpdigital or twitch.tv slash dimpdigital and join the cool community. Hashtag hand in pocket. It is September on Twitch, so you'll get a clean 25% off the sub. Actually, I think you can get more if you subscribe for longer. It's one of those jobbies. Um, but really, if you're using real money to sub to us on Twitch, then I question what you're doing with your money. It's there for Amazon Prime only, so those of you that get the freebie, that should be chucked away. I don't... I would feel bad. I wouldn't feel bad at all, but don't waste your money to a certain extent. But as it's September, maybe you want to. And then the once a month when we actually stream the podcast, you'll get to see it live. That's sort of the benefit. Papers playing New World. Um, I did a bit of F1 Manager on there. All kicking off. Anyway, I'm joined by our resident referee. He returns after a little break. And we actually had a little break last week because it was Bank Holiday Monday here in the UK. And... Um, it's Logan. How's it going? Yeah, good. A little bit of feet up time. Adkins, I think, was brought back for a bit, wasn't he? Which mm. is always nice. Well, I think he's, you know, we, we know he's unreliable. We know he's a cheat and all that for the, the quiz. But he will run out of steam. And what I've learned over these months is that it's good to give him a refresher, a break. Make him yearn to want to come back on. And um, he'll, he'll bring the goods. He's still incredibly unreliable. Like, trying to just get the bastard to get on time and all that it's a nonsense but once he's there give him a bit of a fresh coat of paint and he's, he's happy to doing it but i feel like a lot of people enjoyed your your appearances i thought well why not why not bring logan back get more perspective in and actually as usual when you you come back there's usually a little bit of continuity from a previous episode which we mm. will get to but we're going to kick things off with the fancy gaming league update so just a quick note that the transfer windows open Grand Prix and Championship transfer window out and open. We've had a few transfers, which I'll go through um, in a moment. In fact, I forgot to write one of them down, so that might be missed. Um, so Logan's in the in the Grand Prix, seemingly biding his time at the moment. He seems to think he's got it all wrapped up, but up to him to research whether that's correct or not, and I'm sure he will take a look at some point. But there have been a few transfers itself. There's also been games that have been released since we were last here. Okay, so the, this is not necessarily true because it actually came out on the week that we did our last podcast. It was Madden 23 for Hall in the Grand Prix. And it was scoring in the 70s at that point. Um, it's now dropped to a 69. So that's gone down the shit pan. That's, the, that's two 60s for Hall in what can only be described as an embarrassing display from his perspective. Um, he was costed by Life is Strange Remastered Collection. Absolutely no reason for that to be anything other than good. So he, I, I have a bit of sympathy for him. 
But generally, when you've got the likes of Madden in there and you leave it in there, you're asking for trouble. Adkins, one of the favourites going into this final stretch, had lined up Elden Ring, had an 88 from Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, had an 88 from other things, Triangle Strategy in 83, Lego Star Wars 82. He was on a roll. And unfortunately, Saints Row came out. And that's sitting on a 65. One of the all-time disasters for him. So that's body-blowed him, brought him right back into the rest of the pack, which is unfortunate. He has rebounded, though. The Last of Us Part 1 has finally come out. There's still nonsense being spoken about, and we may talk about some of that later. Uh, that's sitting on an 88. So in this game, that is what you're after. You're after these high 80s if you can get them. And Paper also has that in his championship team which uh, is a nice little boost for him. We'll probably, once the transfer window's settled down, have a quick rundown of what is going on there. Um, in terms of transfers themselves, I mean, Smithy, old Biff, he's made a bit of a... He had Hogwarts Legacy. We had to go because it's been delayed. We've seen the delays, unsurprisingly. And controversially, he's gone for Persona 5 Royal. Remastery, put in brackets. Now... As far as I know, this doesn't exist. This remaster does not exist. What what is essentially happening is they are releasing it on PS5, Xbox One, uh, sorry, Xbox Series X, and also I think it's coming to Switch. So it's more of a current gen release, and it has to get a new Open Critic page. So I don't, I mean, I don't know if you want to comment. You you can goad him because you're a competitor. I don't like to get too involved, but uh, to say eyebrows were raised when that flew across my desk at whatever time, 10 o'clock in the morning. As soon as the transfer window opened, he put that in. And I was like, good Lord, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously um, tried to get in there with something. Cause I, he's I tried think to be I too clever, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's where he's gone. He's like tried football to football manager touch that year. It's one of those jobbies. Well, I, I don't know, because at least that was a real thing that existed. It was just a bit late in getting out. Um, but yeah, I, he's either just not really realised and presumed it would just get its own page um but it looks like he might have to take another look at that and actually resub it out <laughs> i don't think i don't think he will i think he'll just stay the course and then what will be will be and he's thrown no, away he can't do that it, it, if it, the, the the reception this guy has pretty much given him every clue that he needs as to what he probably needs to do with that um <laughs> if he's gonna if he sticks to his guns i kind of think to a certain extent fair play yeah but it's like doubling down on something that's it's cutting your nose off to spite your face, I think, in the end. Yeah. But what can you say? It's it's a bit it is a it is a bit treacherous to be honest, because there's a couple that I've looked at in the past, and I thought I actually you have to be careful when you're looking at them. Whether so, for example, when they release certain games, it will be down as a release, but they'll yeah. be releasing it on the Switch. Do yeah. you think? Well, you have to then judge whether you think that's going to get its own ind- individual page or not, which or, sometimes it doesn't. Also, on the Switch front, you've got to be wary that they pull it over and it's garbage because it runs yeah, like exactly. toot and your score yeah, yeah. comes in absolute toot so because mm. switch particularly did start getting its own pages when yeah. third party games were coming late like the witcher doom i think they all got switch pages and did okay but i've certainly seen examples where it's playing less desirably and it's been punished for it so it's not easy i know I, I, well, it is easy i think but when you're up against it i guess when the pressure's on that's when you find out it gets a bit after. tricky. This final transfer window is a very, very tricky one because 
there's only generally to left, so mm. you're, you're always up yeah. against it. Yeah. Um, so you, you, theoretically, you have to get in there semi-early with some of your transfers to try and get something respectable. But everything's have... getting delayed, though, isn't it? So you're not even a problem. It's, it's it's really not on for people. It's been a difficult year because when the actual squads were all put together, it was all like I should be over by the end of Q1. Everyone's got everything coming out between like mm. January and March, and then things started slipping and slipping and slipping. And now. There's people scrambling around with four or five games that they've got to fill in this this final kind mm. of hurdle. So it's been a difficult year with uncertainty and whatnot. Hall's also entered the transfer market. Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot camp. He's binned off and got in new towels from the Borderlands. So um, I think that's the sensible thing to do. We don't know if and when that game's coming. It was initially delayed indefinitely due to Russia invading Ukraine. So as I've said oh, before... Yeah, at what point did Nintendo say, well, uh, we did our part, it's coming out now? Or do they stay the course until it settles? But that may well be years as things are going. And Mr. Adkins, he had forespoken, had to get rid of that. And he's been a bit of a brave marshal here. He's got Sonic Frontiers in, which has been widely crapped on in the pre-release and the stuff that I've seen. <laughs> a little bit more positive now, but when that was first shown mm. off, absolutely shit on by everyone. And he's that suggests to me that there's struggles going on there. There's he's he's struggling to get the games together, and Saints Row Three may well have unsettled him. When you see that float across with a a, a mid sixty, you've been sitting on eighties all year. It makes you second guess yourself. And uh, I mean that that Sonic didn't look mind blowing when I saw some of the gameplay of it. No. Um, so who knows? It might be one of those fanboy buff titles, but. It, I don't expect it to be. This is a difficult with this game, as you said at the outset. You need high eight is really, and when you sub something in, you're already losing five points. So even if it gets high eight is, it's low eight is in reality. And then if it doesn't get anywhere need, near where you need it to be, then you're all of a sudden sniffing around in the seventies, and, and it starts becoming a problem. It's tricky. Yeah, it's not. It's not ideal. And. What is an ideal also is those fucking gas fucks have started drilling out there and I've got the window open, so apologies if that's floating in to people's ear rolls. Um, can't do anything about it. I could get up and shut the window, but then it means disrupting the flow, which I'm not prepared to do. I wanted to, We spoke about The Last of Us Part 1 just a moment ago. We've got the review scores in, sitting on an 88. I did want to pause there and just have a little chat about the reviews that this has got. Cause it's quite a unique game in many sense. Well, in many sense it's not, because it's a... Uh, the second time or third time they've released this game in some form but the fact that it exists at all is somewhat unique I guess is where I'm going the, mm. s the scoring from my perspective considering the the hatred that this was getting there were people sacrificing goats trying to hope this game got cancelled they didn't want it to exist basically there was a question around why is this happening so I was quite I was a little bit surprised that it got an 88 even because I thought people would really go after it and say not needed 70 quid took basically but 88 highly respectable it's not the 94 that the remaster got you know there you're talking big big scores at that point um there's many ways i guess you can set out your stall when it comes to reviewing a game like do you do you take the perspective that the game's quality is paramount regardless of price regardless of previous iterations of it do you factor in you know a, a game's if it's a sequel, do you factor in the first game and say, well, compared to that, it's not a big step up. 
but still in the pool of games, it's still you know a great game. And in this instance, we have a, a remake where the visuals, the performance, and the AI has been has been upgraded, and they've added a, a suite of accessibility features as well that were not present in the original. So that's also new content there. What do you think is the right approach to take when reviewing a a game such as this in this in this particular scenario for the last of us part one should the 70 pound price point be factored in because we know the price of gaming is fluid they will only drop over time if you're patient enough you're you're there so that's not a permanent fixture should the game's quality be the overriding factor in in that case this is probably the best version of the game and yet it's scoring scoring lower like i'm rambling here i'm just want to trying to I don't want to lead you as well, but what do you think? No. What sort of perspective for this game, for The Last of Us Part 1, should be should be taken? Should everything, all the noise afterwards be factored into it? So, I guess my thought would be, when I'm playing games and I get them on Game Pass, or I get them on Games with Gold, like whatever it might be, it's a free download. You know, when I play Fortnite, I didn't pay anything for it. Warzone's free. Like... Judging something, like I wouldn't judge that higher just because I didn't pay for it. Like it, it's it, the game in itself will yeah. be will determine whether I like it or not, not the price. Now, I guess there's an argument in some cases where, you know, if you pay seventy pound for a eight hour game or something, like you might be a bit miffed about it because you think it doesn't feel particularly good value for money, but you know, when I've spent a hundred and bloody thirty hours, or whatever, in Assassin's Creed, I'm going. I wish it had a little bit less. So I always think it's not. It should never really be too much. Primarily about the cost. It should be about the experience. And you should take. I think, and I do take each individual game largely on its own merit. From you know what I'm playing. <laughs> if I was playing something now that was ten years old, it'd feel ten years old. And if they release that now as a new game to me, it would I'd score it poorly because I go, this feels outdated. Whereas if you give me something now that's bang up to date, one of those classic games, you know, and I played it and I go, yeah, this is a great experience. This is everything that I've wanted. There's a couple of niggly bits there that they're fixed in this. And this is now the one true Last of Us experience. Then surely all the fanboys would really like that and it ultimately if if naughty dog or whatever want to charge a shitload of money for it then that's their prerogative to do so you know i don't really think cost is a primary driver and i don't think it ever should be in terms of a game's quality well if i come out though and said look i'm releasing this game the last of us part three 200 quid and then i hung up the phone when that's what you've got to pay to have it surely at that point you'd say Hang on a minute. That now, well, now we're querying if it's worth two hundred quid, or we're going to take the same approach and say, well, just wait for eight years until it's at your price point. Yeah, but that's like anything, isn't it? It's like if you went to buy a Mars bar and it's a five, you'd go, hang on a minute. I don't. I don't I'm not used I to love paying Mars five pound for a Mars bar, but it's it, everything's relative, and it, you know, if it's competitively priced and in the ballpark of what you'd expect to pay, then. It's a bit different. If all of a sudden they go, yeah, it's you know two hundred fifty pound minimum, you'd go, well, hang on a minute, I've never played that for a game, so what are you doing? Why am I paying so much more for it when I haven't before? Um, 
But I think, I, I don't think it's a big issue. I don't understand why everyone's got so upset with this £70 price point. It, it, it's, it, you know, I'd prefer no. games not to be expensive, but no. what can you do? It's like anything. It's, if you supply and demand, it's, if you value something, if they, they've obviously deemed that they want to price it at that point for whatever reason, mm. if people don't buy it, they're the ones that are going to suffer. Oh, yeah, and, and I honestly don't, I'm not convinced mm. this will do at all well in the sales, considering it's PS5 only at the moment. Mm. You know, we've, they're like rocking all shit still in some areas. And mm. um, as we will find out a bit later, they may be, uh, well, might be slightly less desirable, but I feel like nothing's going to change on that front. But um, I, I, I personally sat there and said, well, I ain't paying 70 quid for that. And then I haven't, mm. I haven't bought it, I haven't purchased it, and I don't intend to until it's somewhere else in the in the price bracket. Or more likely, Adkins will, has got it and will lend it to me, which you know bow, bails me out of that particular issue. Mm. But I, one day I would like to own it, like digitally or not physically. I'm not really doing that nowadays. So at some point there'll be a sale and I'll be like, yep, yeah, that's worth just having to, to have it. But interesting nonetheless, because we... Um, yeah. This, this game in particular has been rather polarising. I understand why people are like, waste of time, waste of money, not interested, but at the end of the day, yeah, some I, people will I, will find value in it and have gone out and bought it. I think, you know, it's mainly going to be fanboys buying it anyway. I, I don't think it's going to be one of them that someone would go, oh, is this a new... It's just probably not going to be... Probably not going to happen. So it's always going to yeah. be one of those. And they've probably thought, well... I mean, I don't know whether they're exploiting the market a little bit, but they probably go, well, we could charge whatever we want almost for this. And people... Well, it's like GTA 6, isn't it? it? GTA 6 is yeah. one of those games that they could go, 100 quid. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay. There'll be noise, yeah. but it'll sell. It'll go off the shelves still. The thing is, it's always the same with anything. Yeah. It's like... And this is what annoys me when people moan about the price of things. Obviously, there's... <laughs> things like food gas electricity like you, you you have to have that but for luxuries it's like if you don't want it don't buy it mm. it's it, you know and you can piss a moan about it and you, you've got your absolute right to do that and go it's not fair they should be doing this <laughs> any other bit it's always the same it's like phil's giving it away down the road though he's going you yeah, have it yeah he will do he hasn't got that, the last of us though. though that's the trouble it ain't it, yeah yeah if you've got those sort of things it's like you can almost charge what you like but yeah i mean it, it would it would have felt more reasonable in my head despite everything i've just said at a lower price oh point. yeah because yeah. it is you know for everything that they've done to it and for the videos that i watched the improvement they've made like it looks like a, a current gen game and that's a big compliment for something that old yeah. um but still it's it's a game that a lot of people have probably played many many times already yeah and you know, they haven't done anything really to the story. So, and one of the big things about narrative games is that you're feeling the story as you go through it. So you're losing a big part of it, but gaining mm. this technical experience, then going, yep, we're going to charge you full whack for that. Feels a bit, I'd probably say it feels a bit cheeky, but again, it's the same thing that I go back to. Well, if you if you think it's cheeky, don't buy it. Yeah. So I mentioned like, that... And take the position that you have. Yeah. I mentioned that Biff had bought it and he actually sent mm. over a couple of notes not less than an hour ago. So here's the quote from Biff so far. He's played this game nine, between nine and 12 times. He's done it on Grounded, which is 
incredibly difficult mode. Like it's his favourite game of all time, etc. Um, mm. And he's gone out unsurprisingly and, and and bought the Last of Us Part One. So if anyone's opinion, I'm going to take. It is Biff, so you have to be careful listening to him. But you know, you know I was going to say to you, Chuck, get that text and just chuck it in the bin. Well, you have to be careful with Biff, but you know he does love this game and knows it like the back of his hand. So if anyone's going to have a comment, maybe it should be him. Quote: mm. Bit disappointed with it, to be honest. They have changed nothing. The rectile for the bow and arrow has changed to The Last of Us Two. Used to have an arc that showed you the trajectory. could spell this trajectory of the of the arrows that's gone, and the weapon bench. Apart from that, it's the same. Thought they might have moved some enemies or changed location of collectibles, but they've actually taken some collectibles away. Used to collect magazines for Ellie. That's gone. Has it? That's strange. I knew it would be the same game, and the gameplay feels more modern and less clunky. But they had an opportunity to make small differences, but have done fuck all. Even like I say, new collectibles or link it with number two, just with notes or, or paper, but there's nothing so far. I've met Bill, so I'm a little ways in, so people know who Bill is as a character. So he's not feeling it at the moment, which is interesting. Um, but he will be overly, he will be harsh on it because it's his favourite thing. Like he's not, but he's not afraid to say no, that ain't good enough. And maybe we should leave it with that comment. It's difficult though because he's going. Oh, they haven't moved any enemies around. Imagine wow. playing that game and you played it ten times and you think, you know, I know so and so is going to come from that direction. And then all of a sudden, it's mm. different. You, I, I don't know whether that might go down differently as well. Like it, it's, it's that's a really tricky thing for them to do to, to yeah. pretty much say this is the the game that they wanted to release and then get get a bit of a lukewarm reception from Biff and just go. Oh, they've just changed around a few bits added yeah. something from last of us two and gone there you go well he's handed over i'm his sure money. there's more than that he's rewarded them so well, i don't know if there is actually. i'm not sure there is but mm. it's one of those things sticking with sony and their prices bit of egg on face for us because whilst we were off <laughs> jim came along and fucking increased the price of the ps5 mere weeks yeah. after we both sat here and said well we understand why they might want to do it because the economy's in the shitter inflation mm. Um, dollars okay but other currencies are doing absolute garbage compared to that but obviously they won't do this they would never raise the price because optically it'd be a suicide mission and mm. lo, lo and behold Jim went yeah in several markets excluding the US we're going to raise the prices by various different currency amounts for the UK it's 30 quid for both digital and disc version so look, everyone's had a, an opinion on this already because it's a week late we understand why I think purely from a commercial viewpoint, why you would do that. Mm. You know, they're making less. Maybe they're not making any money at all per sale. One of those things could be why. So as a business, if you're putting corporate ties on, you go, yeah, understood. I can hear you loud and clear. But make no bones about it. This was a, a choice. You know, they're mm. not, not going under. Some of the more aggressive forecasts suggest that, you know, it could wipe off 20% of profits if they were then losing the amount they've raised it by, which is not insignificant, but you're not going to go under with that. That's, you know, profit, not revenue. Um, you're still making a hell of a lot of money. They just bought Savage Game Studios, which is a mobile developer. No one asked them to do that, but they've gone and gone and done that off their own back. They just spent $4 billion on Bungie. So they're not hard up. They've, got, they've had cash lying around, and again, we understand that the, the money sitting there doesn't mean it's money to be 
used to hemorrhage losses. It's there to be invested, which is exactly what they've kind of done with those. Mm. Um, but they have undoubtedly here, in my opinion, kind of made the decision to put profits ahead of potential consumers. And we know things are looking a bit grim at the moment for people, particularly on energy fronts and cost of living, etc. Microsoft and Nintendo both come out and said, look, we ain't going to do this. So don't don't worry about it. I feel like Nintendo are okay because their component cost must be much lower considering that it's been out since 2017. Generally, the production yeah. of that will, will get cheaper, uh, whereas Phil is gone. We said that's the only thing we got right. Phil did say he ain't going to do anything, and Phil basically has come out and said that. So at least we got didn't get complete mm. completely crapped on. Um, do we think this price increase will impact sales across the regions? Or is the demand just going to be there and, and the supply is not there anyway? So it's titles for Sony. They're going to be where they were two years ago and, and not feel a pinch of what's going on for the other economic issues. I, I'd, I'd be surprised. It's, people piss and moan about it and play it anyway. It's like everything. It, well, it, also, a lot of people piss and moan have probably already got one. A lot. Yeah. But a lot of... Like me. Like, but like me, you, I'm going to moan like, about it in a minute. Yeah. And yeah, I've already. it's yeah. not affected me one bit. So it's not really my fight. But I'll happily, um, happily stick the knife in when I get a chance. Uh, look, I, from a consumer perspective, I'd rather pay everything as cheap as possible and have everything available to me as cheap as possible for whatever reason i think it's always been widely accepted there's a pretty low margin on consoles and they make a larger proportion of their revenue through the games yeah so maybe the past couple of years you know maybe they've just gone look we just can't sell this and and i think probably what's had a bigger impact is the um exchange rates are largely diabolical the euro's tanked and yeah. this pound's not looking great either so on that basis you probably think that's had a big impact that they probably weren't expecting mm. um so if manufacturing costs are going up and exchange rates are getting worse for them then that's probably forced their arm a little bit on it well as um, it, maybe they forced they... it though is it there's no forcing well, when on. i say forcing making a decision to i mean clearly they already have strategic things they wanted to do purchases they wanted to make someone didn't want and their rag status to go red or amber did they someone in that bean counting area they went oh, i can't have that and uh, that's why i think they've done so they've gone we still need to buy bungee we still need to do all this stuff that we wanted to do yeah so we've done it but we can't continue to make a loss and absorb it on the consoles um mm. so i think i think it's a bad decision person just from purely a gaming perspective, it's not a good thing to see, but you see what Meta are doing with theirs. And, well, they, yeah. That was the uh, and, whole point we started speaking about is because they did it and was like, you, yeah. you idiots, what are you playing at there? And then there's that quote they said, we've got Sony said, we've got nothing to share at this time. It was like, of course they will say that. They're not actually going to mm. go ahead and do it, but they won't rule it out. And then weeks, oh, weeks think, later, we've been crapped on. I just think they've decided that they can basically not make it look as bad. I mean, mm. imagine if you're reporting that up and they go, how much it costs us to make this? And they go, $500 each. And we go, how much are you selling it for? And they go, well... They go, well, what are you doing? <laughs> Alan's not happy. Right. If, I, go, if I go to Alan's office and lost? tell him that, he's not going to be happy, is he? Well, how would you justify and say to your boss, why are you selling something at a loss? Yeah, so... They go, well, we'll we're get... going to upset all the gamers. They go, what? 
<laughs> we're not here. They'd be going. We're not. We're we're here to make a profit. We're not here yeah, to, to give things away at a loss. Just make twenty percent less. It's fine. You know, you're getting all those people on your subscription service. The, you know, I reckon all the, someone's all the got millions of sales from the Last of Us right? Part One. That's clearly going to fly someone's off the shelves. Someone's got a revenue target for these, oh, yeah. and they've realised that they're not. Jim's make bonus relies on this. He's ultimately sanctioned it. I reckon his bonus relies on. Yeah, I mean that, that's fair enough. If you didn't have one, because it's, yeah. it's PlayStation's a secondary console for you mostly. Yeah, let's let's get that out there before people are saying, "Oh, pony," because Logan is not that. In fact, he doesn't even play the good games that they make, like God of War. He bins those after fucking half hour, so you can't level that at him, unfortunately. So if you hadn't got one, and then yeah. he was kind of in the market, perhaps this christmas thought well, I'll, I'll get the second console now and catch up on maybe miles morales or, or whatever mm. would this put you off buying one altogether would you be like oh fuck that then or would you just no. get it no well, what choices have you got well you it, you don't need it in that situation because you're you're happy yeah, with but your I don't Xbox. Need most of the stuff that i've got but i still buy it like it's it's, it's like anything it's you need to dock it, your if wages if that's going on good lord it's uh it's literally just a case of, I mean, even when I bought the the PlayStation, when I did get it, I was just outsourced that to you and went, find me one. Yeah. You went, well, it's on Amazon now. I went, right, done. Like, mm. it, it, it's, it, I didn't even really look at it and go, well, is that a bit pricey? I just went, yeah. Just go and do it. It is. Yeah. So if it was a 30, 30 quid more, I'd still do it if I wanted one. I'd probably mm. say... I'd probably go, is there any chance of this going down? Can I get a deal? Can I do something to make it a bit more palatable? We're getting a game on it, whatever it might be. But I don't think ultimately it's going to make a huge difference in people's decisions to all of a sudden go, oh, I'm not going to get it. I, I would not, out of principle, I would, if, have, I would have dug my ears and gone, you fucking bastard. My blood would have been boiling if I didn't already have one. I'm a little bit annoyed mm. anyway, just because it's, it's just pathetic, isn't it? I mean, how, how weak oh. does this actually make Sony look? That they're, they're like, oh, we're, we're struggling, so we've had to mm. raise the price. And then Phil goes, don't need to do that. And even Nintendo, who, you know, at times will take a take a penny and then take ten more quid out of your pocket when you're not looking. They've they've yeah. been saying that and because what's been happening with Sony over time is they've just become assholes, for the lack of a better term. That's the only way I can describe it. I should mm. say transparent assholes because in some way. You know they're all gonna they're all assholes behind the scene. They don't they make it seem like you yeah. give a toss, but they don't. Like feels like very like yes, yes, yes. But we know the intentions there to make profits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But at least they mm. try to give a good front and actually do things that have a net benefit to us when we go and play the mm. games. I mean, look, here's some of the antics. What have they done over the last few years? So they raised all their first party games to seventy quid. Yeah. Mm. So we was happy with sixty. Elden Ring is fifty pounds. The Last of Us Part One is seventy pounds. Hello? Charging £10 to go from a PlayStation 4 version to a PlayStation 5 upgrade. Hello? Mm. Lock-in Spider-Man Remastered Edition behind the Ultimate Edition of Miles Morales for what was about six months, and then they negged on it anyway and, and released it. Hello? Gran Turismo 7. Egregious microtransactions dropped that made progress very difficult without paying. Hello? What are these fucks up to? I think it's, For me, it's become like, over time, it's like a death of a thousand yeah. cuts. It's not one of these yeah. things, because yeah. 
Yeah. I'll work around them. But over time, I'm just like, I just don't want to deal with you. And look, I will, because I'll play the games they release. So it's not, it's not lie and say I sit, I'm throwing the thing in the bin. I'm absolutely going to go and buy God of War Ragnarok and hopefully enjoy yeah. that. But even after that, I'm like, what's to play after that? Mm. Spider-Man yeah, I mean, 2. And it's like, well, we've shown barely nothing of that. I don't know what they're up to. Ten live service games coming by 2026. What the fuck do I care about that? No, not I'm getting annoyed with them. Yeah. Not to forget, by the way, the upgraded PS Plus and all that kind of stuff where they're trying to rake in more money oh, through yeah. different... I will uh, give them their due. Like the, the PlayStation Plus extra tier is actually decent. Not saying it's groundbreaking, but I've had good value out of that. The premium is a disgrace, yeah. value-wise. But that mm. I'd, ex- I'd expected them to all be crap, but they haven't been. But, but I wonder whether it's because... Historically, Sony have kind of been the underdog, mm. and everyone likes to root for an underdog. But actually, it's the the big Microsoft corporation that, at least optically, is doing more to give away things for a bit less. And mm. I think that's why it pisses people off with Sony a bit more. Is because if Microsoft were doing it, everyone would go, "Ah, it's just Microsoft, the greedy corporation, <laughs> just trying to take more money out of the consumer." But, well, it's like this you know, Microsoft it's... Office. They want you to pay that indefinitely. I was like, no, I'll just I was happy with Office ninety eight forever. <laughs> Took that away. I want you to play a fucking um, subscription for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. Everyone, I think that's part of it is because so everyone kind of wanted Sony to be this this underdog. But even going back way back to the PS three, like the price that they oh, chucked their PS three out for was a disgrace. Yeah, and guess what? I went and bought an Xbox three sixty the same day. Yeah. For about yeah. half the price with two games, yeah. I was like, but it was Thank phenomenally, you. phenomenally cheaper to buy an Xbox. I think that's why a majority of people when I did one because they went, I ain't got that sort of mm. sort of money. But the last sort of argument I would pedal to a certain the extent for for console prices in general is when you actually look at what you're getting in that mm. console and compare it to some other tech. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't argue that it's not good value. No, that, like, yeah. And I said this to, to, I think it was to Hall the other day. Told him it's off. Like if you go, well, you go and try and buy a Pixel 6, right? It's 600 quid or something, between five 600 quid, depending on where you get it, for a handset that will last you 18 months to two years, realistically, before you upgrade it. If you go and buy an iPhone mm. now, you know, that's seven, eight, 900 you can go over a thousand pound with an iphone if you want to like this fucking office chair is going for 1200 quid this is what yeah so what are we doing you look, any, you look across the board and it's really difficult because we look at the last gen of console and go mm. okay that was 400 you go to this one and it's a little bit more and you think oh they're slowly creeping up in price but when you compare it to other you know even just tech in general yeah, it's um, not cheap is it is is well it is you know it, i think for what it is and for how long you will arguably or could arguably have it it's not bad value mm. that's the one thing that i would pedal um i don't think it's a an excuse necessarily but i think having a bit of perhaps a bit of context mm. is is helpful because it's like I'm looking at buying a new phone at the minute and I'm not really batting an eye. Wiley Fox, done. They still around? Fox, bless it. 
I don't know. I oh, don't yeah. think so. I think they did go under and then someone took them right. over. But um, but yeah, so I think it, it does have to be taken in the context of, you know, it's easy to compare one console to another, but in isolation and comparing it with other tech, it's not bad value. Yeah, I mean, I've long said, I, it's not an opinion I shared for a long time, that PC Master Race crowd are pretty different from most console people like if you're I'm not saying they won't buy a console but i'm saying a lot of console people won't have the appetite to buy a pc at 1200 1500 no two grand because it's that's you know big big money um mm. and so the value like you you right to point out in, in a vacuum the value of what you're getting is still pretty good you know games are going to be optimized for it for the most part and you're going to have access to some hopefully some some great games but I guess they're, they're not playing in a in a vacuum. They're playing in a in a world where, for the last three, four, five years, Microsoft have been really on top of seeming like they're too good to be true. You're going to get yeah. all this access for all this low price. Our Xbox Series X, you can pay for it fucking monthly. Xbox All Access. So if you're hard up, you can pay thirty pound a month for a number of years. Like that's. Mm. Really good stuff. Atkins got his on that actually. Atkins has got his Series X on on, on the All Access, right? But look, I mean that that's you know mm. something that's pretty good. You don't pay a premium for it. All they all they do is bundle in Game Pass, which you probably would want anyway because it's so fucking yeah. good. And Sony are up against that, and they're penny pinching across the board and all areas, whether it's through the games, whether it's through upgrades, whether it's through now the hardware. And I'm not saying. We'll we'll get to twenty twenty three and then Sony will be like, oh, we've gone into we've slipped into second place. That probably won't happen. But I feel like over this generation, people are going to cotton on to the fact that they have been assholes and that there's someone else over the road who mm. is doing something that's going to save you quite a lot of money if you play a fair amount of games and give you access to games perhaps you wouldn't have played but may enjoy mm. anyway. And then when we start the next generation. If they're not in a position to fight off against that, I don't know who... Like, If someone comes to me now, this is probably the first time for a while I've said this, they said, well, look, what should I buy, given the, the changes they've made? First question I always ask is, what games do you want to play? Because that's paramount. There's no good mm. getting no good getting a, a PlayStation if you want to play Halo, for example. It's just, if that's your... No, no, game, mean, no one wants to play Halo. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that. <laughs> but, you know, the green bloods aren't out of the woods for this episode, unfortunately. But, um, so, depend, game not permitting. Say it's just like I want a console for whatever. Yeah, yeah. Unless they really do list off like five PlayStation exclusives that they have to play. I think for the first time in a long time, I'd have to just say Xbox and and make sure you get game pass and if you want to do the xbox all access so you don't have to throw the money down the tube straight away and you're going to save a bundle on software you're going to have access to you're never going to have nothing to play and mm. from 2023 onwards if if phil can get his ducks in a row and something like starfield comes out and is really special then they've got great games now to boot which they haven't been really having consistently yeah. to match Sony's power so there's a shift I believe and whether that means that they'll actually come out on top I think it's going to take a while but I don't know how much more people will tolerate it'll be interesting to see nonetheless I mean you know me I'm an I'm I'm probably 
more than most a man of principle in a lot of ways. Um, wow. But sometimes, you know, I, 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 I'm a big fan of voting with your feet. Like in terms of if thanks too much, just go stick it up your ass. Yeah. Um, but it's like even the games. I mean, I have to be honest. I haven't bought one of these seventy-pound games on the PlayStation or anything yet. There's Would you ever? There that's really... Spider-Man Two. Really wanted it. This. What, what, what stuff I... do you like from them? Like, I mean, if there was another, um, if there was another um, Drakes. Oh, another Uncharted. Yep. Yeah. You turned oh, yeah, a biff. He calls it have... fucking Drake. No, no, that's why I call it that. Um, so if there's another Uncharted, then yeah. Okay. But I suppose that's taken in isolation where I go, well, I've had the console for 18 months and I haven't bought one game necessarily. Mm. So but what does it matter? But I would see a lot of the games, definitely, I would consider waiting until they're on sale before I got and played. Yeah. Like there's, and that would be because I'd go, like pretty much how you've been with The Last of Us, I'd go, well, I'm not chomping at the bit to buy it that. I know at some point it will come down. I can wait, so I will. Well, F1 manager, what do we need that for? Thoughts to come in the coming <laughs> weeks on that. A little teaser there. Sort of set it up for people, yeah. No, mm. it's fair enough. I mean, it, all I'll say is that it'll be interesting to see where we are in five years, whether all this... Well, Arsenal. no one will have any bloody money because I'd have given it to British Gas or whatever by then. That's where it'll all be. Very true. I'll have to sell my consoles to, sell it, to yeah. fund my heating. You might want to do it now because they're still going for high prices if you can get them yeah. at a time when supply is constrained. So it might be worth it'll doing that. It'll keep me t- ticking over for a month, wouldn't it? Yes, indeed. Anyway, enough kicking, Sony, because they deserve it. Fuck them. That's the end of that. Halo Infinite suffers fresh content delays. And local co-op split screen is cancelled. 343 Industries has confirmed a new round of Halo Infinite content delays, as well as the cancellation of the game's local split screen co-op mode. Took that from Video Game Chronicle. Um, Campaign co-op online, The Forge, Beta, and Season 3 have all been pushed back also, which they confirmed in a development update and had a new roadmap for them uh co-op campaign online was previously targeted in august and will now arrive in november the forge beta also scheduled to be arrived in september that'll be coming in november also well for now and the third season the echoes within has been delayed until march 2023 this game came out in november 2021 and then we're on season three in 2023 I mean, I don't know these live service games. That seems a bit barren to me. And yeah, the split-screen couch co-op multiplayer, which had previously been announced, has been cancelled. And they did say, this is why you don't say things on the record, when Halo 5 came out and didn't have split-screen local co-op, they said, we understand that's a mistake. We'll make sure every game going forward has this as it's a, it's a pillar of the Halo experience. Nope. Gone. Um, I mean, look. Is it fair to say that Halo Infinite could have been a game that you could have been playing now had it delivered on gameplay? I think it was good gameplay. I think we enjoyed our time with it. But if it had got a decent live service content support roadmap out that kept you engaged, because this is not something I would ever have been interested in really at all. But you're, you know, playing the War Zones. You're playing other Rocket Leagues, etc. So there's always feel like with you, there was a chance that there's always 
something that can come along and creep its way in and get Peewee on the, you know. Mm. Have they squandered this and dropped the ball? Yeah, here? yeah. I mean, they've. Uh, I, I must admit, you know, in terms of gameplay, it's it's really good. Like the actual core gameplay, yeah. I really enjoy. That it's really hook. smooth. The grappling looks great fun, pulling yourself around. Like, in vehicles. They they've got the thing is with Halo, and it's really frustrating. So all the building blocks are always there, like for mm. a really good video game. Um, the problem is, in a lot of ways, it feels like they're still clinging on to online experiences from ten years ago. Like they, the the the, the online games and Battlefield realised this. It's like everyone wants that battle royale experience, right? And it's a bloody wrestling every- game that's a battle royale, so Rumble something or other. I was like, good uh, Yeah, Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse. Don't actually look like yeah. wrestling that good at it. But mm. I was like, mm, you lied a little bit there, but carry on, sorry. But uh, no, that's all right. Uh, so yeah, they, they kind of had, everyone was sort of looking at that and pinning their hopes that they would get this battle royale out, I think. And people mm. were playing through the season, trying to, you know, get through that horrible battle pass oh mode God. that they'd chucked out there and everything. <laughs> and I, I think it became quite clear pretty soon after that that wasn't really going to happen at least for some time and that kind of lost me then because there's only so many games of big team battle or or you know these competitive modes before you you sort of want a little bit something different from halo mm. um and yeah i think not having that's been a bit of a kicker and then they're not even really catering that well to the the, the hardcore mob because i think a lot of people and i know some popular you know streamers and whatnot actually go back to the original halos and they always do them couch cart with their friends still yeah it's kind of a bit of a, a favorite pastime well, it used so to be same... most people used to be like a tradition they would get their mate around play through the campaign on legendary split screen and then be off and then halo fire mm. they went well that ain't happening yeah, but we'll, we'll have it next time don't worry yeah, so it's odd. I mean, look, I kind of, one hand, I think the demand for that has probably gone right down yeah. to just a small number. So you can kind of understand why they might not want to do that and go, look, there's just very, very little demand for it. Mm. But I still think just everything to do with that game is just a bit of a clusterfuck. Like, it's yeah. it's so, everything's delayed. Everything's in such a bit part that it makes it, hard to want to stay with it and i i keep saying to you i'd still really like to play that campaign in carp we did the last one yeah. in co-op i think we did four as well yeah like i like doing that game in co-op but it's going to get to a point where i'm just so distanced from it and other things will come out where it will just end up falling to the wayside a bit and it feels a shame for it because underneath all this all the fuck-ups it's actually a solid it's a solid game. It's a it's a good yeah. Halo game, but they're making so many bad choices for whatever reason um, that I think they're just losing people in droves. To be honest, yeah, it's not it's not good, is it? Is the is the door shut for good, or is there always the door's never there? shut for good? No. The door's never shut for good on anything because as long as they don't pull the plug the on the servers, it's it's in their hands basically. Because I always look at yeah. something like Sea of Thieves. Launched yeah. in a less desirable state, barren of content. You look now, that's popping that game still. Many, many years later, that took years of mm. work, dedication. They've got a seasons mode in there. We've mm. jumped on and played it like Sir Dave and Hall and Paper. We've had a good go at it and enjoyed it. Always go, oh, mm. we'll go back to that and haven't. But 
Yeah. That took a while to sort out, and Microsoft, to be fair to them, gave them the room to operate, and Rare eventually got on a path that seems like it's on the up and up. So mm. I think I think you're right. There's The door's definitely not shut. And of all the companies that will give it a chance, Microsoft probably more so than others. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't pull the plug on Halo. Even if There's no way. There's no way they can... You know, that's pretty much the... That and Gears are the two that they need to to have on Xbox. Yeah. You know, everyone that's always had an Xbox is always, I would expect, have enjoyed those two games. Um, so, yeah, they, you know... But they, I don't know how they pull it back. I think that's... I think there is some damage they've done that's been irreparable. But I think that the big thing for them, if they got out and managed to do a decent Battle Royale, you know, there's there's an opportunity. Yeah. No. They're, they're, I'm surprised they haven't gone into that in, and, and pushed for that, but I think they've had such a disaster with the content and the battle pass that they have... When you ain't got the basics right, they're probably oh, getting that, absolutely screamed is... at by the community saying, look, we ain't going to stick around if your yeah. battle pass is being operated in this way. I can only imagine the amount of grief they get from people that actually want to play and enjoy the game and just feel like they can't because of some of the decisions they've made. Yeah, it's a shame. It, but they, it, I, I still think what they should have done was just binned everything else off and just gone, for, at least for multiplayer, and just gone all in on a battle royale. Right, you can't you can get rid of a big team battle. No, 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 you can't. You're right. No, you can't. I'm not right. saying get rid of it completely. Slayer. If you're trying to get something out there, then that is where online multiplayer has gone and you look at the success of fortnite warzone you know you name it battle royales have been hugely popular apex legends mm. it would get people on board with it and then they can say to the hardcores we're still working on this other stuff but here's this new mode that we want you to play and actually if you kept to some sort of bloody plan and said we're going to release this and then it, it, mm. it's just so it's just everything about it down to the battle pass the the, the co-op it's just such a I don't know in you know hindsight being 2020 this game should not have been coming out last year there was no need to push it out on the 20th anniversary they wanted to, they wanted the 20th anniversary or the yeah. Halo anniversary let's pop it out then it clearly wasn't no one ready gives a shit, no. No, no no one gave a shit no if they'd yeah. waited another year yeah. and the game would come out with forge with online co-op with yeah. the battle pass sort of in in a place where people were happy with it then that's that. And what what they did last year was even more stupid because they already had Forza Horizon 5 from a Microsoft perspective doing really well. And then this yeah. just came along and just took its legs away and everyone was talking about Halo for what seemed like six weeks. And then it was like, actually, this is this is poor. And the conversation everyone moved on. Everyone said it wasn't going to be ready. Yeah. Everyone said it ain't going to be ready. And to be fair, they, they managed to get something out. It was playable. I think they got a good reception off the early beaters that they did as well. Yeah. Um, so I think they just got a bit of smoke up their arse and went, well, everyone's loved it. We better ride the crest of that wave and get it out. But all the decisions... And the thing is, that you say with hindsight, when we were talking originally about yeah. that battle pass, we went, I don't understand how this is ever going to work. Like it, was, it seemed obvious that it just wasn't and it wasn't going to be enjoyed by the community. Mm. And that's exactly how it played out. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot of strange decisions. Well, that's why Sony dropped the big bucks on Bungie. They have people that have lived and breathed all these mistakes with Destiny and know how to handle this sort of stuff. So if you're going to make a live service push, you kind of need those people that 
can understand how the to building work. blocks were all out there. Oh yeah, they've the all Fortnite, been. Fortnite, it was, it was, Fortnite literally done. went here. You go. This is how you do it. Rocket League applied it exactly. No, like, it, you know, Warzone enough. have done a pretty good job of doing it as well. I, I don't understand why all the blueprints were there and they've gone. Ah. <laughs> like it, it, all that to do really was go. Here's Halo with a blueprint, and everyone would have gone. Yeah, they loved nope. it. No, mm. tend to agree, but oh, they can pull it out the fire still. They did actually release a sort of half attempt at a battle royale called um, Last Spartan yeah. Standing. Twelve players, which isn't that's not the appeal of battle royale. Until someone learns that it needs to be a high number of people, that's the. Uh, that's you know, one of the big deciding factors, I feel like. You know, you beat 100 people, it's a nice round number, isn't it? Or 99 others, I guess. So, I mean, they that's I think that's been taken out of cycle now, so that clearly didn't work. But again, they probably saw or thought, oh, well, we need some sort of battle royale, and they cooked up that level of... Honestly, if, if, I don't, I'm wary we're probably going super over on this. I think we, as we always do. But yeah. imagine the idea right, of a battle royale of 100, 100 yeah. Spartans... You've got you're in a team of three or four. You've got a warthog. Yeah. You know you've got someone with a special doing yeah. all that, and you you take on another team. Like literally, this is what I say when the the game has got it all there. It's yeah. literally all you've got to do. All the physics is build... going off and explosions. Yeah. It, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it would it, be you know, something to see for sure. It would be it's it's an ideal game for that sort of uh, game mode, and for some reason they either don't want to do it, can't do it, haven't got the time, whatever it is. But you know, if they'd have released that at some point, you know, even before the due date when this was supposed to come out, that would have got people so hyped. Mm. And um, you know, if, if it's just such a, I think it's frustrating, and I'm sad about it because it's such a missed opportunity. And I'm a bit concerned that, you know, for me, the doors never close. But I suspect for a lot of other people, it will be. Yeah. Warzone 2 coming out imminently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I do I do fear for it slightly. Yeah. Well, that'll do for anything game-related. Oh, I did want to shout out Gamescom, which took place. I watched that Jeff Keighley opening night live. Two hours. I did a live stream of it. It's in the YouTube archive, Dimp Digital. No, youtube.com forward slash Dimp Digital, if you want to watch that. That was quite underwhelming. But what I did enjoy was, this has been a few years since we've had this because of COVID and whatnot, and E3 mm. didn't want to do it this year, um, is all of the impressions and sort of interviews with the developers sitting down talking about their game with IGN, in this case, was doing a lot of the... the you know the donkey work for lack of a better term so i enjoyed mm. hearing about some of the games there's a game called high on life which i'd seen the trailer of and thought that looks really annoying but then i watched the six minute sort of overview where they talk through the game whilst it's being played and i was like no actually this is something that's of interest to me so i didn't realize how much i'd miss that that sort of content that comes out of these these um these expos or these 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 mm. conventions so i just wanted to to just shout that that Gamescom did take place, and I enjoyed that side of things. But the the showcase, I think I'm done with showcases almost. They're like two hours long. You see, fit thirty games. It's like, well, I don't need to see thirty games. Eight good. And you ones. see this. You see that like a tiny bit that doesn't really give you enough of a flavour yeah. of the game that only shows the best bits, if you like, and it's kind of not doesn't really give you the insight that you probably want. And as you say, it's a big time commitment as well. No, absolutely. Uh, Hall and Dave have been in the chat, chatting away. I'm just going to pick out a few perlers. Dave, 
Um, they gave a PS5 to everyone at Bung- every Bungie employee for the acquisition, probably trying to recoup the cost of that. So yeah, it may well be, <laughs> may well be uh, the case as well. Big team battle, Dave. Big team battle. Splitting you and your mates up into different squads was odd too. Yeah, that was a diabolical. So you'd, you'd be in a party of four or whatever, and you'd go into a big team battle, and you wouldn't be in the same squad when you got there, so you can find your mate. You yeah. go, well, what are we doing? No. Hall, the PS5 has been a paperweight to me, as has the Xbox. Two games played across both consoles, NBA and FIFA. £1,000 to play those two shitters. It'll <laughs> 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 get you. You know, once you, if you get in the PC game, it's, you know, you sometimes think, oh, this is a lot easier if we want to do a bit of content streaming or whatnot. But there we go. I thought I'll get those boys involved. We appreciate them sticking by having a chat whilst we did this. Anyway, we've got a some game impressions coming to close us out, as we usually do. Uh, what do we pick, Logan? What do we pick? I'll give you a what few options. options. We got? So we've got, yeah. there's a lot here, but let's pick, just let's do three of them. We've got, should we, right, actually, let's merit it down. Should we do one with you yeah. and me again, so they get a bit of consistency, or one with perhaps Adkins and me, or me and... Pac-Man. Let's not have any consistency okay. and get one with someone else. Let's, what ones we got with Adkins? So Adkins has got Forza Horizon 5, Control Ultimate Edition, Guardians of the Galaxy. Adcock, we've got Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course. Yeah, And we've one. got The Quarry. No. Uh, mm. I can't give you The Quarry. It's too long. Right, all right. Well, that's that done then. We'll have, uh, we'll have Cuphead. We've had... Cuphead, the delicious last course. That's what you're going to hear yeah. to close out this particular podcast. Logan, thanks for joining me at this time. And for everyone else out there, we will see you. Well, Logan won't, but I will see you on the other side. <laughs> Here we are then, back with some game impressions, joined by Pac-Man Adcock. This time, it's Cuphead, the delicious last course DLC. How long has this DLC add-on been cooking for? It feels like at least two years. I might be over-exaggerating it because time's gone slow, but I feel like we've known about this for absolutely ages, and... 2022 was finally the year where we got our hands on the delicious last course. Yeah, man, this this and uh, Super Meat Boy isn't there a sequel to that? They feel like they've been. <laughs> I feel like I've put them in my fantasy gaming draft at least twice, maybe more. So yeah, yeah this has been a long time coming. Yeah, a long time. So I've not played this. I've not played the original Cuphead. This is a fully Adcock approved session here. I guess the obvious place to start is platform, Switch, if I remember correctly. Switch, yeah. Nintendo Switch are the worst of the platforms out there for controls, uh-huh. especially, and for visibility. Well, actually, this game probably looks fine on Switch because it's not really yeah, yeah. pushing anything. And then opinion of the main game. A very tough game by all accounts. A bit of a throwback to some of the 80s and 90s 2D games that were lurking about so what do we think about cuphead the main game well i think of cuphead the main game yeah 
Yeah, I enjoyed it, mate. It's good. It's rock hard. It's good fun. If you like a sort of uh, boss run with very minimal um, platforming, there are some levels. I, I, I can't remember what I gave it, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, not for everyone. No. Um, but definitely worth playing if you do like your bosses plentiful and your games rock hard. Gave it a gold. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So yeah. main game got. Which would have been the highest back then, yeah. No, there would have been platinum was lurking. Oh, okay. So you oh. didn't didn't give it the full works. Just sort of said, look, it's very good. It's great, basically. Is how I'd describe that. But still, yeah, that's fair enough. I think maybe I would have been a bit kinder on it over time. Well, you, ha- it, you yeah, hand out platinum. Platinum's like candy now, don't you? Elden Ring running at one FPS. That's getting full blown platinum treatment. So. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter to you, does it? Anyway, the delicious last course. Um, so here's the thing that shocked me when I was investigating into this. I couldn't believe how cheap it was. Yeah, that's seven quid. Seven like UK pans. I was like, that's that almost seems not worth releasing and charging for. Like everything now is at least a tenner, like in in gaming space. Yeah. Given how popular Cuphead is. I would say a high percentage of people that enjoyed that game, which was most, would buy this regardless. And I thought, well, yeah. if it's seven quid, this must be one hour top. So is there anything to be said about price versus length here? Or is it just an extremely generous and great valued package? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think much of it. And I mean, I can't remember how many bosses are in the original run. Probably 20. Hmm. I don't know if you've got it up there and in so many platforming stages. This has, I think, maybe six bosses and a secret or five and a secret. Hmm. It's like one new island, essentially. Yeah. Um, So I guess it is, when you compare it to other DLC, it is very good value. When I was playing it, I was like, oh, it's a little bit light on content. But I guess the main game kind of is. It's just, you know, those set bosses and a few platforms. This has no platform levels. Um, just the bosses and like a single stage room like a basically like you don't have your weapons you can just parry enemies and you can get power ups that's it but yeah I guess in hindsight it is very good value so you also get an extra character with this I'm led to believe Miss Chalice Correct. Um, I've heard it's easy mode is that, is that a true statement or is there a balance to playing Ms. Chalice in comparison to Cuphead and, and Mugman, the OGs? To be honest, unlike you at the quarry, I did no digging. So I heard, I did read that she's a bit easier. I think she's got an extra health bar and some overpowered weapon. I mean, I can't imagine it makes it easy, easy. Because right. li- that, that was the only thing. Difficult to sort of say difficulty-wise like where this stacks up to the original because I can't really remember. Yeah. But... It does definitely, definitely comes in fairly steep. So the learning curve was quite big. I hadn't played the game in however many years since playing it, and all of a sudden you're back. You know, I couldn't remember the controls or anything. So I literally stuck with the same character. So I didn't. I've only ever used Cuphead, not Mugman or Miss Chalice. Yeah. And I literally kept the same um, two weapons that I used pretty much throughout the whole first run. Like one spread gun, like short range, I guess equivalent of like a shotgun. Yeah. And one like homing gun that does weak damage, 
but it means you can just avoid having to target the the boss you can just avoid everything and just fire keep your finger press on the button yeah yeah it makes it quite um not easy but easier for sure how do you how do you access this dlc so you pay for it you download it this i don't know how the cuphead works the original but you can, can you like wander around after the game's finished or do you have to start a new play session and then it unlocks after three missions how did you how do you get access to this once you've you've installed it so yeah for me i'd loaded up my save and it was literally as easy as from the first island there's a little boat yeah just like you've got an overworld map so i walked over to this little boat someone said i was trouble brewing over on biscuit island or something so i popped over there and there you go dlc loads in you're good to go i'd imagine you can i, I imagine you can unlock it from word go if you were to buy this along with the game and play a fresh load i don't actually know mm. whereas like cuphead the the game you had to go literally from one island to the other island to the other although can't remember now if you say you unlocked say you beat three bosses the next island would unlock yeah and then you could always go back and finish the other bosses because there was definitely times where i had like multiple paths to go whereas this seemed i think it was completely linear there right. was just like one boss one boss one boss one boss yeah did they, they change anything to the structure or the flow like was there so, uh, from memory from speaking to you about cuphead and just from from knowledge you kind of have like a boss run you know a boss level we fight the boss but between the bosses there might be hard platforming levels with smaller enemies things to dodge and maybe auto scrolling if you're on like flying through the air something like that is that same structure kept here or is it just all bosses or is it all rush sort of type levels what are we what are the fans going to be dealing with when they plug this back in so you've got all the different types of boss levels so there's some which as you say are like uh, auto scrolling where you're in like a little plane or vehicle and then you have ones where the normal bosses and then ones where like there might be some verticality mm. as well there is no platforming though that was the one oh. it's, it, it's a shame really because just one of the six bosses i would have thought one one platforming level would have felt right and i was a little bit disappointed that they didn't do that but they did put a secret boss in um which to be honest i probably wouldn't have found him i had to just google it and then <laughs> the little puzzle and yeah. put him up and he was quite easy actually probably the easiest of them all but quite a clever boss but fun to play against but yeah so yeah no it's, it's literally exactly the same as before i think just the level of quality on his animate I, I read somewhere that like one of these bosses the animation is as deep like there's as many frames of animation in it as like half the other game or something it's Mate, they're making this i wonder it took them so long they're feeding bollocks out, I think, to get people on their side. No one's validating that, are they? They're just going to go, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that's the case. So how long, do, how long do you reckon this took you? I mean, it's interesting what you touched upon where you said how hard it was to go back. <laughs> how, first of all, how long did it take for you to get back into the swing of things where you weren't just getting blown away? And then, you know, how long did the overall package take to steamroll through these these bosses? I reckon it just averaged out. So, because obviously the first one would have taken me the longest for sure, because yeah. getting my finding my feet again. I'd say really an hour a boss is probably right. That's where it felt to me. So, so you've got about five or six hours of content. Then, like basically every almost every time I sat down to play it, I would beat one boss. I would just check out the next one just to get a feel for it. Yeah, and then that would be my little playthrough. Then I'd come back to it. Um, yes, yeah. so I'd say. I don't know, probably not that good at games, but yeah, five or six hours. Nice, nice. 
does six bosses or is it six and the secret or is it five and the secret? I can't remember. You'll have to look for me. It's, nah. it's one or the other. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? And there being like no sort of intermission intermission levels, where it is just literally boss done, boss done, boss done, boss done. I mean, it was fine. It's just, I like I said, it, that's probably my one gripe with the game that I would have liked. I like those running gun levels. Mm. And they're, they're hard for a different reason and yeah. fun to play. I don't know why they didn't do one. If they had hey, intro, I guess animations on one boss on taking up half the main game. They can't be doing running gun levels if you want that level of fluidity. Yeah, but that that was my one little gripe. They left it out, but otherwise. I mean, if you like it, you're gonna, you know, it's more of the same, which definitely isn't a bad thing. Mm. Um, I would say they're all about. I remember the old Cuphead. the The last few bosses were ludicrous, whereas mm. these all felt about on par for each other. It, it comes in hot and then it stays at a sort of, for me at least, the level never really raised up again. I never, right. like I said, it was it was a straight hour. I remember really struggling with a couple of those time bosses they didn't seem to have that here this sort of picked a sort of level and they stuck with it which probably for the best really yeah well it's always relative as well because you might have just got a bit lucky or unlucky and someone else might have got stuck on like the third one and gone this is a fucking bastard i can't i can't do it yeah that's true controllers and switches going at screens if you had the the chance to sort of rewind time would you have got cuphead on the switch and you know, ex- no, excluding I mean, the work, because I know you played it when you were on holiday and all that, that story, what yeah, a romantic yeah. story, bollocks, get rid of that. Like I said, look, you're not going on holiday there anymore, okay? You're going to be at home when you're playing Cuphead. Do you want to play it on this lovely Xbox One controller here, or do you want to play it on this lovely PS5 DualSense controller, or do you want to play it on the Switch? Because surely... Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got it on the. I don't know how I done that, mate. Well, you, um, you're playing it on the go. There's no other option. That's the advantage of the Switch. Yeah, but I mean, whatever it's called, controller drag or whatever it's got on that Switch. Oh, it really the drift. Because this time, basically, I played it completely docked with a pro pad, and that's it wasn't better. So bad that's, at all. Yeah, that's a big upgrade. To be honest, that might be the reason why I'm saying an hour, sort of one level of difficulty, because I I wouldn't want to do it that way again. I mean, in one way if the controller was a bit more comfy on the Switch, it is quite nice because it's the sort of game you can just pick up and play for in bed or whatever for 25 minutes and you might make some progress on a boss or whatever, but I, I would have definitely got it on a different... I would have got this on a different platform, but I just thought... I wasn't sure about the load and the save and how it all played over, so I was like, well... It's nice to also, went, even though it means nothing on Nintendo because they don't track any of your progress or any sort of... Uh, but it's just nice to know that's sort of complete as a save file there that has your progress until obviously the it corrupts the sd card and you you lose all that but uh, cloud saves to the rescue if you pay for the nintendo online service which i'll i'd do it out of inertia it's 20 quid a year it feels like why not but i don't know if you even bother <laughs> bother with that so at risk of, of losing it to be honest i don't have a lot of other questions because it is it kind of is what it is it's retrodden a retrodden game they've obviously not uplifted or changed the game in any great way they've introduced new characters which might mean a different play style but you know there's no unless you, you correct me if I'm wrong there's no kind of new features or special type jobbies it's like a, an extension of the main game on its own sort of secluded island boss bosses only 
little five, six, seven hour excursion and then back to the main game if people are playing it for the first time. Exactly. It's a strange one in that I, I can't, this isn't going to attract anyone who probably wasn't attracted to the original game. Yeah. So I'd say everyone getting it for people who've already got the game, enjoyed it. Like you said, probably didn't get frustrated in the first two or three hours or it's a late on in the game, if not beat it. Um, so the inclusion of an easier character, a little bit strange, I guess. Wow. Like, oh, maybe, maybe that is for someone who, maybe that's the reason you gave up after three hours and they're like, here you go. Play it as Miss Chalice. Yeah. Lock, right, it, again, lock it behind the actually, paywall. Well done. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, I, basically, if you enjoy Cuphead, you're going to enjoy this. It's more of the same. Like you touched upon, the price point is really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I probably would have got it whenever they charged me. So more for them. <laughs> could have charged me triple and I'd have been like, yeah. Well, that was kind of my point. Cuphead. I was like, they could have almost charged anything for this. Within reason, they couldn't charge well, yeah. 50 quid. But if it was like... 20 or 30 quid I think a lot of people would have taken the yeah. plunge they may well have come off the back of it and gone cool a bit pricey but to be honest I, they built up a lot of good faith price. yeah 15 quid I wouldn't have thought anything that's I guess as you say thinking about it that is just what probably minimum you expect to pay yeah. really so yeah um, so yeah, at that price it is a bit of a no brainer if you enjoyed Cuphead and maybe if you did bounce off of it but you know just too hard maybe again it's 6 quid yeah it's worth giving old Miss Chalice a run, see if you can maybe make some more progress. Yeah, I think it is a game where you kind of you, you get into a flow of it for sure, you know. You just Yeah. Once you figure it out, it's just patterns, you know. They literally the bosses do the same thing every time. It is just I know it's not for everyone, but you say I don't I mean they are hard games. It's ridiculous to say they're not, but they're not hard in the way I like it's just you put a bit of time in, you will figure it out. Yeah. You know, whereas like Elden Ring and stuff, because it's that that three dimensions yeah those and bosses, like the bosses are attacking everywhere yeah, they don't always do the same I thing i find it all. much harder yeah. you know people go oh you've got you you can dodge him you can go through you know dodge through the frames and stuff I'm just like, keep doing mean? this it's like well, no do it? it doesn't work no watch exactly. this watch me beat this boss it's, like, it's of no help i can't do what you're doing and the boss isn't doing what they're doing cuphead yeah. you, you feasibly could you could probably slow it down and learn yeah what's going to happen yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Can you, do you know if you can take Miss Chalice back into the main game and play? I think you can. I, I, I'm almost certain you yeah. can. Again, I didn't try it. But I think that, like I said, I think that is the whole point you is that she's to. probably is actually, as you said, an easy mode to get you through those early bits if necessary. Isn't the loadout yeah, slightly the restricted though? You can't put like a, a one of the abilities on. So you are slightly hamstrung. Yes. I think basically she is essentially a charm. Yes. So a charm might give you like one extra health if you're playing as like Cuphead or Mugman, or you can do like a, a dash like where you're invincible very briefly. Yeah. I think you basically like you equipped her, so she is taking up one of your charm spots. So her loadout is is more set, if not completely set. Yeah. So yeah, take it if you want. It's there. Last question: Was it worth the wait? Five years it took. I mean, that's not really a fair question, is it? Because it wasn't like I was waiting in line for it, going, come on. Oh, I don't know. Resi, it, how many Resi times five, has that cost I... you on a fantasy gaming lease? What have you got to think about? These 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 firms, Mate. they're stitching people up for their, their belts and all sorts. All this hardware up here goes to people that win it. You can't win it if they if keep I lying to... about release dates and go, it's coming this year. If I was, 
if I was close in those fantasy football, <laughs> fantasy football, fantasy league, and this was costing me, I'd be upset. But right. let's face it, I was way off the mark, so it didn't matter about this. Um, <laughs> so no, in my head, it was just you know, it was a bit. Is it worth the wait? I mean, for me, yes, because I wasn't really waiting. I just knew it was. I'm just glad they didn't get cancelled. I guess I don't know why I would have, but just when things take this long, you know, there's always that risk. Um, I think maybe they've missed their window a little bit, you know, where yeah. sort of people who are more lukewarm in it are going to be like, well, I haven't played that for three years. So, <laughs> next, you know, you do have that kind of hot period of getting your DLC, your sequel out. Um, so, for me, yes, I guess it was worth the wait, you know, six new levels. Because to be honest, if it had been huge, I might not have fancied it, you know, actually the six levels felt about right you know got through it nice and quick there's something to be said about that definitely especially with a really challenging game like it's like do i want to really punish myself for like 15 hours not sure Mm -hmm. i'm up for this but knowing that it was like six or seven and that you were getting through them without too much struggle is is definitely a plus like if you don't want to completely just be inundated with the game for a whole month i'm assuming you've done this over like a couple of weeks basically it was sort of kind of yeah, to be honest, mostly over a week, yeah. and then I, I got to the last boss for some reason. Just I thought it was going to take me ages, so I kind of was a bit scared to jump in. <laughs> and then it was the same; it took an hour or so, and then the secret boss took fifteen minutes. Really, easy as that. Uh, yeah, so good. We're outside the gaming gallery. I've got the keys here. First of all, do I need to? open the doors is it going to go in the gallery and be recognized in your personal wing yeah 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 open the door let's oh, go in that's in we're in so sort of in your little wing now you can go for platinum gold silver or bronze where's cuphead the delicious last course five years in the it's not fair to say five is in the making because they definitely didn't announce it as soon as the game came out it was at least a year after the game came out, I think. Yeah. They said, oh, we're going to do DLC. Because I don't know if you remember originally, this was like an Xbox exclusive for a little while. So it feels like yeah, a while. Yeah, I do remember that. It yeah. wasn't on PlayStation um, for a while. And it wasn't on Switch either. And they chucked it out everywhere, which was good for good for everyone involved. But anyway, Platinum Gold, Silver Bronze for Cuphead, the delicious last course. Looking at Elden Ring up there. Top shelf. Yep. Sexual... Yeah, it's still there. Good. Uh, sticker one below. Gold. A nice gold rating for Cuphead, the delicious last course from Mr. Adcock. You can find that in his wing of our Dimp Digital Gaming Gallery. Still working on the planning permission to get that put up in, probably in London somewhere. Nice and cheap to rent space around there, I've heard. So get that up, get the builders in, get all the framing done, mount everything up. But... I'd quite like a corner office if possible, sort of good views would be nice. Well, I was thinking the way to do it would be that each wall represented sort of like one of the the gradings. So you'd have like a platinum wall and a gold wall. But then one of them's always going to be striped up by the door on the way in. I also feel like your brain, like how would you, because obviously you'd have a whole wall. Yeah. There would be prime real estate there, like in a supermarket, head height. Mm. That would be your sort of thing or top. So like you've got, a platinum game, but what down in the bottom left corner? Yeah. So there's you open the door, it's shut off, can't even see it. Yeah, stuck. Yeah, maybe not. Then I think we'll have a way to do it. it gets expensive though. 
Anyway, we're going to close out this week's Idle Game Chat with that. Cuphead, the delicious last course. Mr. Adcock gives it a lovely, jubbly gold. Gorgeous gold, as I call it. Sort of do it that way. Pretty platinum, gorgeous gold, sexy silver, beautiful bronze. Everyone's happy. Get called sexist for saying that, so that's a good way to end the episode, get cancelled. Anyway, stop the babbling. Nothing more for us to say here other than thanks for your time. And ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.